Episode 353 for January 2015. And that is Drake Bell, a.k.a. the voice actor of The Ultimate Spider-Man, singing a song called I Found a Way. And I guess he did. Anyway, uh, before we get to the episode, I'd appreciate your support in making sure more episodes like this come out in the future. Log on to our front page at SpidermanCrawlspace.com. Look for a button on the right-hand side that says Support This Site via PayPal. And you can help me pay the bills for the bandwidth costs and web hosting, etc. Because having 353 episodes up on a web server is expensive. Trust me. All right, gang. On with the show. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to our Ultimate Cartoon Review, where we're tackling, uh, reviewing episodes of the Ultimate Spider-Man Web Warriors cartoon. Well, that's a mouthful, George. Uh, (laughs) We've got three episodes this month. Uh, We're tackling the Halloween episode, the Christmas episode. There wasn't a Thanksgiving episode, evidently, uh, unless you call the turkey that was uh, New Warriors. We're going to review that episode, too. That does count. We've got three holidays in here, George. Well, you, let's start in, in uh, order. Let's go uh, Halloween episode where Spider-Man meets the cast of Jesse from Disney XD or Disney Channel. Right, which I have no frame of reference for at all. Well, you don't after this episode either. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I get that these were characters from another Disney show. Yeah. That since, you know, and I, and I talked about this before. You know, I used to watch Disney Channel when I when I would uh, babysit my two nephews. Um, you know, during the summer. But since they, you know, they're much older now, they don't watch Disney Channel anymore. So I don't have to be subjected to that. So I have no frame of reference. I didn't even know that Jesse was a show until they announced that there was a a tie-in. You know, between uh, Ultimate Spider-Man and and, and Jesse. I think. So. I think it's like, imagine if Charles in Charge was a redhead. <laughs> Girl. Oh, okay. Jesse's in charge of me. I like uh, Charles in Charge, the, you know, or I like Jesse. I, uh, I like Jesse the first time it came out when it was called Charles in Charge. There. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so since I watched Charles in Charge, I don't need to watch this show. <laughs> now, um, so I don't, I don't have any frame of reference in here. They don't really explain much about... They don't. Who they are and how – and their relationship with one another, they're just, they're just there. And so that was a little weird. I mean it's like, okay, well, if, yeah. if you're going to have this crossover, you may want to here's – here's, here's a newsflash. Everyone knows who the F Spider-Man is. <laughs> Not everyone's going to know who Jesse is. No. So maybe and, if you're – And her kids. Are, yeah. are they her kids or did they – No, no. She's like a nanny, I think. Okay. That was never explained. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so anyway, um, it's uh, this episode was directed by Calvin Lee, written by Daniel Wolf, Spidey, and the kids from Jesse, <laughs> including Jesse, who I guess is a kid or isn't a kid. I don't know. I think she's like nineteen or twenty. Okay. I could be wrong. Well, they sneak into the to a museum to catch the Camelot exhibit before it closes. I want to repeat this, okay, and I want to say some things as a history major. <laughs> Folks, there would never be a Camelot exhibit. Brad, do you know why? 
Because it's a play? Because, well, it's not a play. <laughs> so, so, I don't know. There's a, a bunch of stories yeah. written, you know. Back <laughs> but, 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 or a play, sure. Yeah. You know what's sad? I know more about Jesse than I do it's, Camelot. It's, it's been a musical. Okay, there you, you go. Know. Oh, my God, because it's a play. <laughs> well, the thing is, you're not ever going to have a historical exhibit uh, about Camelot or artifacts, which we have here. We have artifacts from Camelot because Camelot never existed. It's never oh. a real place. Okay. <laughs> well, neither is the Marvel Universe. But King Arthur, Guinevere, Lancelot, none of these people actually existed. <laughs> we think Arthur was influenced by uh, by a couple of different people, but there was never a King Arthur. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people think that, that still think that that's real. That's fine. And that I, I just it blows me away. I'm like, no, Beowulf wasn't real either. But in the but in the in the Marvel universe, there's an Excalibur. Yes, there's an Excalibur uh, that's owned by the Black Knight, and there is a Morgan Le Fay. Yeah. Uh, in the original uh, King Arthur, there was a Morgan Le Fay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and Morgan Le Fay is the bad guy. Morgan Le Fay is actually kind of a badass in the Marvel universe. She she is. <laughs> She's somebody who can uh, actually you know give a take on the Avengers. A, yeah, the Avengers a, a run for their money. Here she's taken out by spider by a, a teenage Spider Man <laughs> and a and a babysitter. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. So they, they Spidey and the kids from Jesse sneak into the museum to catch the Camelot exhibit again. Lol, Camelot. Uh, they inadvertently release the sorceress Morgan Le Fay when Jesse picks up a magic sword that's on the ground. By the way, folks, there was never actually an Excalibur either, and it would never be on display at a museum. Now in the Marvel universe, there is, but it's a different, it's a different thing. It, it wasn't in, in, in for a penny, in for a pound yeah. on this one. So anyway, um, more. <laughs> they inadvertently release Morgan Le Fay uh, from Magicland or wherever the hell she was. <coughs> she, uh, Limbo. <laughs> she unleashes different horrors on them, such as a massive worm and jack-o'-lantern, who turns out to be not uh, Mackendale, but the museum security guard that she just transforms in a jack-o'-lantern with the pogo platform and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, that brief fight they had with jack-o'-lantern was kind of cool, and you get to see Spidey fight Jack-O-Lantern, but then you realize, uh, you know, and it's in the, the end, it's, it's, the janitor. it's the It's not the janitor, it's the security guard. Oh, security guard, yeah. It's the one that they sneak past to get into the museum. Right. Anyway, <coughs> so they, yeah, they fight, uh, they also uh, fight ca- uh, cavemen, because like Night at the Museum, <laughs> some of the exhibits have come to life when the magic sword was released. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this called Spider-Man at Spidey at the Museum? Is it what this is called episode? I think it's Halloween Night at the Museum. I think it's one. I at the at, yeah. There you go. So, uh, mm. excuse me. I had to uh, take a. I had to take a sip. You're, you're choking on this bad writing. Oh, I know this is awful. <laughs> Jesse gets kidnapped by you know cavemen who are actually part of an exhibit who get animated by the magic sword. Uh, Spidey kicks their butts, but then they uh, Jesse and the kids and Spidey all get chased by a Triceratops skeleton. <laughs> uh, they manage to wrangle the Triceratops skeleton and ride it. And then uh, Morgan shows back up. She wants the magic sword. Uh, she turns the ki- one of the kids has a pet iguana, which looks like a monitor lizard. I mean, it's huge in this. <laughs> it does. You know, it looks like a Komodo dragon. When I, I 
think it's supposed to be an iguana. Yeah. And uh, she turns that into a uh, into a fire breathing dragon that comes after them. So it turns out this thing is named Mrs. Kipling, I guess, because they keep calling it Mrs. Kipling. <laughs> Even I don't know this. Yeah. And I guess that's the name of the lizard. I don't know. Um, so Spidey takes on Mrs. Kipling, the dragon, and Jesse, the babysitter with the with the magic sword, squares off against Morgan Le Fay. You know who can take on an entire team of Avengers. Or a babysitter. Uh, Mrs. Kip, uh, Mrs. Kipling is defeated by love when uh, she is confronted with, I guess, her owner, the kid that's her owner. And then he's like, I, I don't believe that you'll hurt me. And then the dragon winds up, you know, like licking his face or something ridiculous. Uh, so then as Morgan uh, battles Jesse the babysitter, uh, Morgan finally gets the upper hand. Um, manages to, to get the sword, and then Spidey and Mrs. Kipling, the dragon, come in to take Morgan out, uh, and Jesse puts the sword back in its place. The museum goes back to normal. The cavemen go back to being wax figures. Triceratops skeleton goes back to being just a skeleton, and Morgan is sucked back into Magicland or what the hell ever. You know, Miss, Mrs. Kipling could team up with, uh, what are the new warriors, cat and dog? That, Mr. Whiskers, they're sentient people, Brad. They're, okay. They're not, okay. You know, or or at least Mr. Whiskers so, was, you know, rested. So rest sorry. Peace. Rest his fur. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and at the end, Spidey takes Jesse and the kids to visit the Shield Helicarrier. And there's your episode. <laughs> this was bad television. <laughs> was really, really bad television, Brad. I know. We are not the target audience. <laughs> We're not the target audience, but here's the thing, Brad. Yeah. As a Spider-Man fan, when I was – I thought about this because we, we're reviewing three episodes, and spoilers, they all suck. Yeah, they were pretty rough this, uh, this month. And I don't – I don't know if I had watched them if I had been younger – if if I would have thought differently, maybe I would have. Because you know, you look back at the at the Amazing Spider Friends that we watch, and we look back with nostalgia at them. But they they were kind of hokey too at times. Yeah, but they were fun hokey. Um, yeah. Can you think of a, a of a kids show? Well, make it Charles in Charge. Would we have liked Spider Man in the eighties teaming up with Charles in Charge? We probably would have. I guess. But the thing is, though, this is not written well. Because again, you don't know who the hell. If you don't, if you haven't seen Jesse on Disney Channel like me, you, or, or pardon me, like you, you have. I have never seen it. Yeah. Um, but if you know, if you're like me, you have no frame of reference for that. You're, you don't know who the hell these people are. No, you don't. You don't know who they are at all, and it's never really explained much. They never go into it. Yet we have time enough to make sure that the dragon's called Mrs. Kipling. Which, okay. <laughs> Um, the pros here, Jesse pointing out the hip, the history discrepancies of having cavemen and a triceratops in the same exhibit. Nice. Uh, and uh, the cons, again, horrible dialogue, especially when Jesse and Morgan are fighting, and Morgan or uh, Jesse tells Morgan that she's just not hip. <laughs> and I, I, I yeah. my eyes rolled in the back of my head. I saw brain. <laughs> yeah, so an F for this. This was not a good. And you know, and it's wow. weird. We've been talking about how the quality for season three seems to have improved. From yeah. The first and then you get something like and these then you three. Get something like these three, which almost yeah. almost makes them realize that they knew the show was going to end. 
And they were like, well, yeah. no point in, you know, steering the bus now. Let's tie it into Jesse. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, this was this this was bad. Bad. Yeah. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. All right. We've got New Warriors <laughs> with, uh, with this next episode. And, and uh, I don't know if it's an improvement over the comic book or not, because <laughs> the comic book has set a new low. Well, they both suck. Just they suck different ways. It does. At least the comic New Warriors doesn't have that awful vulture in yeah, it. Yeah, if you're a New Warriors fan, you know, if yeah. you're someone like Zach, you know, who who and I don't, you know, I, I don't begrudge people this, Brad, you like the New Warrior. I love the ba- Mark Bagley. Yeah. Fa- Fabian Nishiate, I can't say his last name. There are name, people but... who there is a cult following for that. There are people who still oh, freaking that, love that, that thing. That book was awesome. I don't count I myself it. in their number. But there are people that just love really it. love this. And, and if you're one of those people and you watch this thinking, wow, I'm going to see Speedball nope. be even extra annoying, uh, and I'm going to see Justice, and I'm going to see Silhouette Firestar. And, and Firestar, boy, was this a big middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> no, Spider-Man, the New Warriors are Spider-Man's new team that, you know, over the, la- over the course of Season 3, Spider-Man has been assembling... Uh, a team, and so has Taskmaster. They've both been recruiting people. And Spidey has recruited Kazar and his saber-toothed cat Zebu, uh, Agent Venom, which of course is Flash, and the Iron Spider, which is Amadeus Cho. Okay. you know. <laughs> <clears throat> so that's his team. He tried to recruit Cloak and Dagger, but Cloak and Dagger, despite Spider-Man helping them against um, uh, Dormammu, remember that? That awesome episode with Doctor Strange? Yeah. Um, yeah. Despite all that, they they don't side with him, and they go with Taskmaster instead. Taskmaster, who who told them not to trust anyone, so that's who they trust. <coughs> By the way, that's always a that's always a big thing. If someone tells you and something not to trust anyone, they're talking about themselves as well. Yes. You know, uh, you watch Game of Thrones. Yes. You know, you, you, there's that moment when uh, when Ned Stark tells um, uh, Littlefinger. You know that uh, that he didn't trust him, and Littlefinger was like, "That's the smartest thing you've done since you've been here." <laughs> you know, yeah. So literally, I mean, if someone says, you know, tr- to trust them, that means don't trust them. Trust no one. The X Files told you that back in the nineties. Exactly. Huh? Trust no one. Right. <laughs> anyway, so Spider-Man is introducing his his new team to his old Shield super buddy teen team. Um, and then he, they're going to run a uh, like a danger room drill, and, and he pairs them up. He has White Tiger with Kazar, Power Man with Iron Spider, Iron Fist with Agent Venom, and Nova with Zabu, the saber-toothed cat. Yeah. And he has them fight Life Model Decoys of the Destroyer. Now, Life Model Decoys, as presented in, in classic Marvel, um, are like android replicas of people. Nick Fury used to use the shit out of them back in the 60s. <laughs> now, and Marvel has used them so many times to have a character quote unquote die, and then come back later. It's like, oh no, that that guy that got killed that was a life model decoy. To the point where it's like it's almost like clones to me. You know, it's like oh, exactly. It's yeah. so cliche and it's so overused. <clears throat> but anyway, here they have life model decoys, which are like danger room, Dan- combat. danger room. Yeah. yeah. And he turns and he turns them. You know, th- he he decides to test his new team by turning them all into the destroyer from Thor. <laughs> because that's what you want a new team to go up against, right? <laughs> because one, this, this is level one. <laughs> yeah, one 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 destroyer is you know is enough for Thor. But yeah, here we have like six or seven of them. 
And it's the most ridiculous fight I've seen. Uh, at one point, Zabu bites one. You have a saber-toothed cat with, you know, I mean, granted, they have a lot of pressure in that bite. It's metal. It's hard metal. And I, I did. I, I was like, I face-palmed. I was like, you're That's shitting hurt. me. I was like, look, I, I'm as big a Zabu and Kazar fan as the next guy. They're not taking out a destroyer. <laughs> you people are high. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of eye rolling, and I mean, there's a lot of fighting. And that's one of the pros for this episode. Oh, there's a lot of fighting. This whole thing is very punchy, punchy. That's oh, what I was oh. thinking when I was watching it. <clears throat> this uh, is just one big it's fight. A big fight. Yeah, but um, oh, just some bad things. Some bad things <laughs> during those fights uh, that leave you scratching your head. Uh, <clears throat> but while they're fighting the destroyers, or right after they're done fighting the destroyers. Uh, Cloak, you see Cloak appear inside the training room, and he, he's infiltrated the S.H.I.E.L.D. base, and he unleashes through his Cloak, he unleashes Dagger, Taskmaster, and the Vulture, and Taskmaster calls them the Thunderbolts. Oh, God. Again, taking something that's cool <laughs> and, and turning it into something that's crap. Yeah. You know? It's just a cool name. That's the only that's all they, they that, That's all they took them for was because of their names. Yeah. Yeah, and again, if so, if you're a Thunderbolts fan, if you're a New Warriors fan, and and you turned in thinking you were going to get two of those things, I'm sorry, yeah. you're not. You got a middle finger. <laughs> um, so the Thunderbolts uh, head to the detention level. After well, they, they have cloak transport. Uh, all the Shield people there: White Tiger, uh, Iron Fist, and Power Man to a deserted island. And just mm-hmm. abandons them there. So the, the, he takes them out of the fight entirely. We don't see them again right. until the end of the episode. So the villains head to the detention center, and they manage to use the hero's powers against them and have Agent Venom and Iron Spider trying to attack them. But instead, you know, they wind up hitting the detention wall that was stopping them and uh, because this thing's armored. You know, it's like fortified, and uh, they break through the wall and, and free uh, Ultimate Goblin, oh, uh, creepy Greaser Dr. Octopus. Uh, uh. By the way, the in the Jesse episode, that little girl was, was dressed, dressed up as like creep, Octopus, yeah. Creepy Doc, yeah. Why any kid would dress up as someone – I'm sorry, if I was a kid and I saw this Dr. Octopus, I would be like, I'm not going to take candy. Yeah, <laughs> candy in a ride. I'm not getting in this guy's. Not getting in the van. Yeah, you know, and so, but yeah, but we have a little girl dressed up like him at the museum, which was disturbing. Yeah, but um, so Ultimate Goblin, Beetle, Doctor Octopus, and Scorpion are freed from behind the wall because Shield had them incarcerated behind a wall with their armor <laughs> and all their weapons and stuff because that's how Shield rolls. <laughs> that had me scratching my head. I was like, WTF, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, even in earlier episodes of this show, when Ock and Goblin were in confinement, they were they were held up by, like, stuff that could hold the Hulk. Yeah. You know? And, yep. And now they're just behind a wall, and they're all in costume. And I was like, oh, my God. What? We're... We're, I, may, I think we're overthinking that. I mean, no, oh. Brad. <laughs> I, I know, but who throws yeah. the supervillain in jail in his costume? Well, may, maybe the uh, the. Well, I don't you're know. Scorpion. We'll just throw him behind this wall. Yeah. No, that's ridiculous. That's bad, Brad. I know. Even I, for a cartoon. I mean, 
think of, think of how the Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes, dealt with this. They had the vault, dude. They had these people secured. They were I know. behind a wall. Maybe maybe they didn't want to redo maybe, the, uh, the, the 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 image designs or something not, with the character. That's not. Right. That's not. I'm making excuses you are now. Making excuses. And and this is this yeah. is not an age thing. This is bad writing. Yeah. Brad, come on. Well, I, get, I agree with you. I'm just trying to think why they did it. They did it to save time, I guess. Hell, I don't know. I guess. So it turns out that Norman is the one who hired Taskmaster to get, to get them out of, uh, out of S.H.I.E.L.D. detention. When he had time to do this, I don't know. But oh well. <laughs> but, 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 you know, because cartoons. Exactly. And, um, but then, you know, you've got animus here between – or not animus, but animosity between Vulture, who hates Dr. Octopus – you know, and Doctor Octopus, who created Vulture, you know, who did all these horrible things to Vulture to turn him into the one of the worst, most disturbing spider villains I've ever seen. Yeah. And um, and then again, at the same time, you have Goblin working with Doctor Octopus, which is weird, because in the cartoon show they hate one another. Anyway, any part in a storm. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> so Goblin goes off to the armory, saying he wants something that's in the armory, and so uh, Doctor Octopus, Scorpion, and Beetle are trying to find a jet to try to escape. All the while, everybody's fighting everybody in this thing. Left Fisticuffs everywhere, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much fighting in here, it's hard to follow sometimes because it's over quick. At one point, uh, Venom uh, holds uh, Scorpion, Beetle, and Octopus uh, at bay later on in the episode by firing missiles at them, you know, <laughs> because the symbiote can fire missiles. I just, no. I still don't get that. <laughs> But okay, it's because, and I know why. It's because he he took uh, when in his first well agent when he became Agent Venom, he absorbed um, oh god some of Beetle's armor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How that gives him the ability to fire missiles, I don't know. But oh well, <laughs> because because cartoons. because cause cartoons, yeah. So uh, anyway, Fury um, because there's you know there's goblins all over the, or uh, villains all over the helicarrier. Uh, he uh, splits the helicarrier into like two sections, which I didn't know was possible. It's like it's like watching Star Trek, and they you know they separate the saucer section. And um, Taskmaster uh, fails to help save Cloak from a turbine. During, you know while they're all fighting on the deck of the helicarrier, Cloak is thrown into like one of the giant turbine fans that keep it up. Spider-Man webs the turbine long enough so that Cloak doesn't get chopped to pieces because he's been knocked unconscious. But Spider-Man goes after him to save him, and then when Dagger, you know, tells Taskmaster, "Hey, we got to save Cloak," he's like, "No, we really don't," <laughs> you know. And she's like, "Well, I thought we could trust you," and he's like, "I told you to trust no one." And then she realizes, "Boy, did I make a wrong career move. I've backed <laughs> the wrong horse here." Yeah. Anyway, Spidey saves Cloak. Um, they they wind up falling through the turbine or. Underneath the turbine and out of the shield helicarrier, Spider-Man finally wakes uh, Cloak up enough uh, in time so that he can transport them back to the bridge of the helicarrier where everyone is still fighting. Um, <laughs> in the end, uh, Norman gets away. It turns out he went to the armory to get the Siege Perilous, uh, which is never a good thing. And, and Sp- well, that, that's oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll wait until you're wrapping it up about why he did that. About why he did it. Yeah. 
Do you know what he's going to use that for? I don't know. But I, I, guess he... I, I, I read. Well, there's evidently some episodes that have not aired in the United States, and they've aired in the UK. And according to the episode description, he uses that to go to different universes, like our current Spider Verse, which Dan Slott's writing. He's going to go to the alternate realities. Oh yeah. So, now this. So he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like he's using the Siege Perilous. This show rips off uh, stuff from the comic books left and right. Yeah, which is unfortunate because all the stuff in the comic books right now is crap. <laughs> and um, so you have Ock, Beetle, and, and Scorpion get recaptured. Uh, Vulture escapes. Um, Fury tells Spidey that his new team will be headquartered at Shield's Triskelion facility, which we've actually seen now in uh, Agents of Shield and um, and I think uh, Captain yeah and Captain America too. Right. And uh, so that's how it ends. Uh, pros, again, lots of fighting, some of it good, some of it head-scratchingly awful. <laughs> Cons, uh, of course, Zabu biting a destroyer. Um, Venom temporarily taking out Auk, Beetle, and Scorpion again with Venom missiles. And uh, Vulture and Goblin for just being alive and being in there. In fact, uh, <laughs> part of why this book – or why this book – why this episode gets an F um, – and I've said this before. Anytime we see Ultimate Goblin, it's going to get an F. <laughs> but when when you have Vulture and Ultimate Goblin, you you can't give it enough Fs. <laughs> you want to just leave your finger on the keyboard <laughs> on the F key, you know? Yeah. Go for a while. Yeah. It it really was rough. Action packed and yet still horrible. Yeah. Really, yeah. really bad stuff here. And yeah. and it's weird because <clears throat> you look at this. And you wonder how they could get it so wrong. And then you look at stuff like they did from season two, like the Guardians of the Galaxy episode, which yeah. was amazing, which was fantastic. Or that one episode from season one with the Hulk and Mary Jane, remember? Mm-hmm. With the camera. Yeah, view? fighting yeah. Zack. That was that, – I still think that's probably the best episode of this whole show. Yeah. That's a good one. And uh, so that's – yeah, that's two Fs now. Two Fs. We've got a Christmas episode. Is it a Christmas miracle? Will we get an F for something higher? Uh, <laughs> Magic Crystal Ball says yes. Oh, good, F. good. <laughs> we're good. No, we're getting it. You're giving this one an F also? Yes, God. This was terrible. Uh, it was better than the other two, in my opinion, but go ahead. Go, take me through it. All right. So this one's called Nightmare on Christmas, uh, directed by Roy Burdine and written by Eugene Zunn. Uh, Spidey, uh, at the top of the episode, stops the shocker during a bank robbery. He heads back to the Triskelion headquarters. Uh, Squirrel Girl is there, who I didn't think she was part of the team, but apparently she is now. Um, <coughs> we saw her defeat Juggernaut in her first appearance. Yeah, uh, She's there hibernating with <laughs> other squirrels. And this is she, – she's sleeping, and she wait, Spider-Man wakes her up because he's looking <coughs> – pardon me. I don't think squirrels hibernate, do they? They do not. Okay, I didn't think so. The bears do, not squirrels. Bears hibernate. Squirrels. Because you see squirrels in the winter all yeah, the time. But, well, <clears throat> in wintertime, squirrels do two things. Okay, well, I, I say they do two things. Before winter, <coughs> excuse me, Brad. Bless I know. you. Uh, before winter, they start putting on layers of fat, like every other mammal on Earth. Yeah. And then... um. Including humans, which is why people gain so much weight at Christmas, around Christmas. Right. And um, they they put on a lot of fat layers, and then they start huddling up together 
like mm-hmm. in dens. They they start living more communally in, in, in their dens, and they don't go out as much. Right. Um, that's what they do. They do not hibernate. <clears throat> so, <laughs> but now we'll have a whole generation of kids, <laughs> squirrels, you know, hibernating, hibernate. Yeah, you know. that's funny. I can see that now in, in, in school. Class, can you name some animals that hibernate? Bears, yes. Squirrels. Squirrels, no. Well, Spider-Man said. <laughs> uh, no, I like seeing Squirrel Girl. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a Squirrel Girl fan. I'm not going to buy the book, but I'm a Squirrel Girl fan. That artwork looks atrocious. I was considering it. And then I saw the artwork previews, and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. So, um, And who needs another $4 comic? Uh, no one. Exactly. <laughs> uh, to their pool list, yeah. So she uh, tells him that the other heroes have already headed out for Christmas without him. Christmas apparently is like Halloween. I guess you head out for it, I guess. I don't know. I guess maybe they all went home or something. I don't know. Um, and so Spidey leaves Squirrel Girl to hibernate, which, again, squirrels don't do. And yet outside, he winds up falling seemingly to his doom from the Triskelion. Uh, you know, it kind of goes to black as he's falling to his doom. <clears throat> and then he wakes up in the 1960s cartoon. This saves the episode. No, it does not. Uh, it, it does it, for it, me. It, I, I love this It's part. a pro for the episode, and it it's the best part of the episode. And it's one of the best moments we've had. But it does yes. not save the episode overall. Because we get the, into some absurdly horrible things later on in this episode. I know, but he he does the poses. He swings he for the swing. The swinging was the exact same way. Yes. Um, from the sixties. I mean, they took some camera angles straight from the sixties TV from the from the the, the opening sequence of the sixties. He, he flips onto the the flagpole the same way. He yeah. He uh, then he swing right. He, he he swings directly at the camera yeah, and the same pose. Know, like, and then it, love yeah. It. Uh, they again they borrow a lot of the camera angles and that's cool and it's not the 60s cartoon costume it's more of a filled out Romita looking costume I, and I wish they would have taken the the webs off the front no I, I mean I, just that's the one thing I hate about the 60s cartoon that's all well I know but if you're gonna go go all the way yeah. I mean I, I was like do the costume from the 60s that's what I wanted but still I that was I loved that part but it was cool uh, that was a yeah. nice little homage uh, and he winds up uh, going up against the enforcers but he runs out of web fluid. Then this show turns into Chibi City. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. The Chibis come back. The Chibi little, the little angel and the little devil that always show up on his shoulder, show up for oh god most of the episode. Yeah, the devil devil keeps getting bigger too. The Chibi. Yeah, and they they give him his web fluid so that he can, and then the, he winds up going back to fight them again. And uh, he chases them down, and he winds up stopping them, which I guess alters time because he hadn't done that before. Um, but the city hates him because – it's weird. It's like New Yorkers hated him because he couldn't stop the enforcers from stealing the Oscorp van. Why people would give a crap, I don't know. <laughs> How dare you? I hate you, Spider-Man, because you couldn't stop those three people from stealing that corporate van that's probably covered by insurance. <laughs> you know, Not a reason to hate someone. Yeah. Um, you know, unlike me, I hate you because you couldn't do it, even though I did nothing myself to to try to stop them. <laughs> um, and then 
You know, it's hard to be me sometimes because because of the way I, I, I look things and perceive stuff, and I'm always it's all right. I'm always thinking of motivations and things like that. You know, because you know you do that when you look for good writing. Yeah, and and so it's little stuff like that to me that just gets me, and I'm like, why do they hate him? He's the, he, he, why? Well, you you get hung. You and I get hung up on why is it a goddamn squirrel hibernating? Why do? Why is the crowd pissed at him? Right. When 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 yeah. when, a, when a seven or a ten year old would just glance over when the this, target you know, audience of this show is gonna be like Spider Man. Yeah, he'll look. He's swinging cool. Yeah. So but we're not the target audience no, for this because we, we we try to figure this stuff out logically. <laughs> and uh, so. <laughs> So he he winds up getting flash forwarded again back in time or forward in time back to when he's fighting the shocker. I really when I watched the episode I wished he would have been transported to the the eighties Amazing Friends. I'm like just take another stop. Come on, yeah. you did the sixties show. Go to the eighties. Come on, please. So instead we go back to the shocker. Yeah. And he's like this time I'm going to do something really big and to oppress people, and he defeats him the exact same way he did at the beginning of the episode. Literally the yeah. exact same way. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then again, suddenly New York hates him. Ooh, Spider-Man, you suck for defeating the bad guy on Christmas Day when he was robbing a bank. How dare you? <laughs> again, none of it makes effing sense. And so Spider-Man says, screw it, I can't win. And he hangs his head down in shame, and they do the whole homage to the spider, Spider-Man no more. When he leaves his costume in the in the uh, uh, in the garbage can, you know, from that iconic cover, what was that? Spider Man, fifty, yeah. yeah. And um, so he, we flash forward again, and he's grown up now. He's a billionaire industrialist. He's become basically Tony Stark. Aunt May. I I I envisioned it. It was almost like Spider-Man 2099, and Aunt May was like uh, Lyja, not Lyja, uh What's the hologram? Yeah, Lila. Lila, not Lyja. Lyja's from Fantastic yeah. Four. Yeah, Aunt May is like Lila. She's like a yeah. hologram, which is weird because Aunt May is probably like in her 40s. <laughs> you know, so it, presumably Aunt May now would be in her 60s. Or which would be like current Aunt May, <laughs> right? So I don't know yeah. why she's dead all of a sudden. Yeah. Or I, it, it, they never said that she's dead. It's just here she's a hologram. Yeah, and uh, she's like his Jarvis, like you know Tony Stark has in the movie or something. I don't know. You know she's, and but but you're right. Uh, the correct analogy is she's like Lila from um, Spider Twenty yeah. Nine. And uh, turns out he's a billionaire industrialist. He lives in a penthouse of his own of the Parker Industries building again something that's taken you know Parker Industries taken from the comic book mm-hmm. and um, uh, during while he's looking out over the city um, you have Nova and Hawkeye cra- come crashing into the window it turns out they're fleeing from Goblin King's soldiers and of course, it's an older Nova. You know, it's an adult Nova and an adult uh, Hawkeye. And Nova's like, "Oh my God, Spidey, it's you!" The uh, Spider-Man winds up trying, to, or Peter winds up trying to save them from uh, Goblin's goons, uh, but uh, they manage to overcome everybody and they they kidnap um, Hawkeye and uh, and Nova and take them away. <clears throat> so Spider-Man heads out into the city, puts the suit back on for the first time, and I, I guess a long time in this altered timeline. Trying to find um, 
Goblin King and what's going on with Hawkeye and everything, and, and Nova and, and what's you know. So he, he heads to Goblin King's lair and confronts Norman. Norman has transformed into even more of a hideous monster. Uh, this is what's killing the episode for you. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah Ultimate Goblin. Yeah. It's, it's not just Ultimate Goblin. It's Ultimate Goblin King, which is even more asinine. <laughs> even more ridiculous is all these relics he has because he's killed off the Avengers. I'm going to repeat yeah. that. Norman Osborn, <laughs> the Spider-Man villain. Well, that's taken totally from the Mastro with the Hulk has, is what that is. He has murdered – he has like – Avengers relics and like little display cases, cap shield, Black Widow's yeah. wrist, uh, electricity shooter things, um, Iron Man's helmet, Thor's hammer, which made me f out, you know, just flat out laugh. Right, the Thor's hammer thing. Doesn't Spider Man pick it up? Or, no, or, no. Or Norman, Norman picks it up. Norman, yeah. Norman picks up Thor's hammer and is using it against Spidey. And I'm like, yeah. you're shitting me. They reference it, though, why he's doing it, right, if I remember correctly? Yeah, but Brad, I know. <laughs> no, you can reference it all you want to. No, But you don't do it, yeah. No, this does not happen. <laughs> oh, my God. So so the good of the 60s animation. Yeah, goes into the, not, I mean, just not canceling it. The most, you know? the most ridiculous parts of Ultimate Spider-Man. The most ridiculous parts of Amazing Spider-Man, Goblin Nation. I mean, all of it. The most, you know, the worst parts of Dark Ray. I mean, just all this stuff that, I mean, it's like a, it's like somebody put all the stuff that I can't stand in a blender. <laughs> you know, and, and made a, made a shit yeah. cocktail. <laughs> wow, I was harsh. That was, that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the guy? I know, yeah. right? Um, so then it but it it turns out while they're fighting that this whole thing has been concocted by Nightmare who's voiced by Mark Hamill which was cool which was cool but at the same time it's not enough to save this so he finds up he winds up fighting Nightmare in Nightmare's realm and Nightmare gets increasingly scary as he becomes you know as he starts to feed off Spider-Man's fear <clears throat> which is weird because Spider-Man should realize this since he's already defeated Nightmare earlier in the season but, oh well, it's because cartoons. It's like he's forgotten that lesson already. Good thing he's not leading a team or anything. Oh, wait. <laughs> so, um, eventually, he's pulled out of it when Nova wakes him up in, in the real world, in real life, back at the Triskelion. And it stops Nightmare. Nova waking up. Nova, so, basically, Nova wins here, but just by slapping Spider-Man's cheeks and waking him up. <laughs> and then the heroes all go to Aunt May's, uh, Aunt May's house and have Christmas. Yay! <laughs> Review F. <laughs> Pros, homage to the 60s cartoon. And I know that one part, Brad, just for you, would, would be enough to give it an A. No, uh, no, no, no. I'm not giving it an A. No. I, I would have given it a, a C-. But, but no, I'm sorry. Goblin King, lol. Yeah. Lol. I thought the Mark Hamill... Uh, uh, L-O-L. I like Nightmare, and I have I, I like that uh, Peter David written Nightmare story from Web Seven, mm. where uh, he he goes up against Nightmare, and he's in the black and the red costume off and on. He's fighting the Hulk in Nightmare's world. I'm like, as a kid, I read that episode that issued a lot, mm -hmm. so I have fond memories of Nightmare. No, I like Nightmare too. It's just yeah, Spider Man's already defeated him earlier in the season and knows exactly how to defeat him. Yeah, or was it? No, it wasn't earlier this season. It was uh, season. I don't. 
I don't even think I saw that. Season episode. one or season two. Yeah, we we covered we it. Reviewed it. Yeah, it was the first appearance yeah. of Doctor Strange. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, okay, and, and Nightmare tries to bring out Uncle Ben. Yeah, and, and yeah. Spider Man's like, back. I deal with yeah. this every day, dude. This is this isn't a fear of me. I live with this. Right. You know, he already knows how to defeat Nightmare. So three Fs, huh? Oh yeah. Oh, and and, and this episode was just Chibi City. Oh my God. Yeah. The the red Chibi got bigger and bigger as the devil. Yeah. And turned into Nightmare. Well, you know, I mean, Such because a... you know, I mean, it's Spider Man. The devil wins here. Spider Man, you know, gives up. I'm, I was surprised the devil didn't say, hey, can I have your marriage from the future, too? Well, let's just save ourselves some time. Lols. Lols. Yeah, so this was not, right. this was not a good, uh, good uh, few weeks for the show. This was- if, you, if you're uh, Jeff Loeb and Ultimate Spider-Man is wrapping up and you have an order from Marvel, I, I want more <laughs> Spider-Man, which that order is coming. No, it's not. Uh, you know what it is. The Spider-Man's have, had a cartoon every decade. They've already ended production on this show. I know. You, you get a you get an order for more Spider-Man in a new series. What do you want that new series to be? I don't want to. Uh, hopefully, they don't go to Jeff Loeb for it. Well, he's in charge of the animation, so they are. <sighs> I don't. I. I just don't get. I don't get it. They were on such a winning thing with Earth's Mightiest Heroes. And they threw that all away for this crap, yeah. for for that and for that new rebooted Avengers they have, which is not good. And, and, and the Hulk show. Don't even get me started on the Hulk show. The Hulk show. show's horrible. I can't even watch I'm actually it. looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm, I'm hoping that it's just its own contained thing and has nothing to do with the rest of this, of this cartoon universe they're trying but, to cobble together. But to answer my question, what, what, what kind of Spider-Man show you want? I would look back at... And I hate to say this because even I didn't like that, but Spectacular. Spectacular was more on point. Yeah. <clears throat> and again, I I think Spectacular Spider-Man from the episodes I saw of it was done well. Mm-hmm. But there were so many changes to a lot of the characters that I just couldn't – it was distracting for me. And it, right. and it took – you know, it, it distracted me to the point where it was hard to watch it. But it was more true to the character, you know, the episodes I saw. It it did the action a lot better. It was more coherent, more understandable, and it was smart. It was written more, you know, I don't, I don't want to say, well, it was just, it was smartly written. I mean, it was, it was better yeah. than this. This is like, <coughs> they just, he, he's not sharing his, his episode, he's not sharing his cartoon, and he's not sharing his comic book like he does. We want to focus on Spider-Man, the cartoon, not Spider-Man. Yeah. The cartoon has the same problem the comic books do. Yes. You know, even what we just talked about in the satellite show, even Spider-Woman can't have her own book. Yeah. You know? Unless her Silk apparently still can't, will have her own stuff. And I don't <laughs> think she'll have any, you know. Who knows? I don't know. A bear, that'll, that'll last you. But it's, it's bad. It, these are bad times, Brad. Yeah. yeah. Creatively, these are bad times. Or, or am I just old and bitter? The, it, it's harder to uh, well obviously when we review cartoons we're not the target but we know quality when we see it quality is Batman you know? the animated series that's the gold standard for me for animation I know I know and that's that's what I'm always going to anything that's a superhero cartoon I will always always hold it up against the DC animated universe I just will I don't know if that's fair or not maybe it's not fair but here's the thing if you're creating a cartoon show 
and you're not looking at the things that, that the DC animated universe did and did right, then you have yeah. definite problems. And it's clear that at no point did these people look at what worked with the DC animated. And we even have Paul Dini on the board on this show. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I just don't. It's 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 it boggles my mind. It boggles my mind how Jeff Loeb can produce Agents of Shield, which I love. You do, but yet the cartoons he he creates are crap. I I just started season two of Agents of Shield. The first half of season one was rough. Well, yeah, we'll get, every, everyone everyone agrees on that. Season one took a while. Well, season one's turning point was Captain America two. Yeah. I agree. Once once that happens, the wheels were off. I mean that that show just started to become you know crazy. And it's been it's been a fun ride since then.